Hi guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And this is going to be unsettling. Deeply. do an instagram poll or quiz this week because last time we tried that it was too embarrassing it's interesting that someone in singapore is listening to this but you guys can't respond to a freaking instagram poll <laughs> I, i'm not butthurt about it at all i am a little bit i i am i'm very big salt to salt the driveway with my emotions so last week we did um Di- yeah, love pass. <laughs> love pass. Diet love. Diet love pass, which was great and terrible. This is um my episode is horrifying, um, but worse. So horrifying, but worse. <laughs> horrifying, but worse. This is more. We know what happened. We have someone who, to tell the tale about what happened, and. It isn't. It's something that you could, you would never be able to imagine in your most fucked up nightmares, this happening to you. But I'm going to talk about Mary Vincent today. It sounds familiar. I feel like I should know who that is. You probably do. I feel like this person's attended one of your barbecues. Definitely not. Just the name sounds like a relative of yours. It kind of does. It honestly does. Um. I wish she would attend a barbecue of mine because she's... Tell me a story. A badass. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's great. And um, I got a lot of my information on I Survived. So clearly she survived. I'm just going to... Hell yeah. We love a survivor. <laughs> the show that Vlad's obsessed with. Yeah, my husband's really taken to that show. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. So I'm not going to leave you guessing on this one. <laughs> she survived. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. This is how it went. So. In the 1970s, hitchhiking was a popular way to get around. Have you guys been hitchhiking before? That has never been something that was an option to me. It is the most horrifying idea to you. You just get in a car with someone having no control over where you're going. My dad does it like weekly. <laughs> it, no. He's nope. literally been stopped by the cops and they're like, sir, it's it's 2020. 2022 download an app someone will pick you, can't you up do this this is illegal <laughs> is it illegal to hitchhike in certain states i'm pretty sure in jersey definitely i mean I've, i'm sure it's frowned upon because it, you just it never has a good ending they and also it, when they were like young hippies my mom and dad both hitchhiked and the car started just taking them somewhere they did not ask to go oh so they gosh. jumped out of it um, they were moving. i think I it was mean, at a light actually but that's so they just yeet it out. They just hopped yeah. out. Yeet, yeet yeah. with love. But I mean, when you think about it, the amount of people that hitchhike and the amount of things that we know have gone wrong hitchhiking, it was like not that unsafe, really. Like, no, yeah, mean, bad I'm things can happen. People still like pick him up. In the grand scheme of things, it, it, it was most people are usually good. You know, it's like kind of like a rare chance you're going to, you know, 
run across like a psycho. I did actually pick up a woman once. <laughs> Bless you. So you've been um <laughs> I've been the the hitcher? You've been the hitch. But this this woman was in like complete distress. It was actually really weird. Me and Eric were coming home from a bar and she like was in the car ahead of us and the car slowed down and she like legit jumped out and she didn't have any shoes on and she was in like a little dress. So me and Eric pulled up and we're like, are you okay? She's like, can you just, can you just take me to the gas station? We're like, yeah, yeah, just get, get in the back. So we took her to the gas station. Oh my gosh. I would too. Especially. That's a little different. That is a lot, a little different. Um, But yeah, I guess, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we can't really say it was like, that is, I mean, a lot of people live to tell the tale, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, your parents are here, Ab. They had you. Yeah. Here. So teens could be found all across the United States with signs declaring the direction they were heading. They were hoping for a friendly driver to come and get them through part of their journey. So Mary Vincent was 15 years old. She was living in Nevada in September of 1978. And she was a middle child in a family with seven kids. Oof. Chaos, right? And she was going through some tough times. Why would so. you stop at seven? Just have eight. Make it an even ten. <laughs> I like odd numbers, so. Uh, yeah, well, you, you. I'd be happier with seven. Lucky seven. So she was dealing with her parents' divorce. Her sister was um, warning her that her dad was coming home and he had a migraine and he was already mad at Mary. You know, when like you're so be like, mom's coming home and she's fucking pissed at you. You better hide. We were just talking about that, how we knew when your mom was coming home and we were about to get in trouble for something. Yeah, so she's like, um, you're the target, so watch out. Scoot your boot. So she ended up running away from her home to head to California. Oh, bummer. Yeah, so she was hitchhiking and it was the only way she could go anywhere. I mean, she was 15, right? Unless you're like, have a farmer's driver's license probably at that time. <laughs> but I don't think she did. So... It was generally accepted. She probably didn't dwell on the risks too much as a desperate girl looking to get away. And you're a kid. You don't think like that. Yeah, no. But she wasn't known for being like rebellious or anything. Okay. Um, just so you know. Not that it matters, but just so you know. It was her first time doing anything like this. Hmm. So she made it to California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Her grandpa lived there, so she made it there. She was quickly becoming homesick though as the reality of the situation was starting to kick in so she's alone tired hungry and just trying to navigate an adult world as a 15 year old girl That's a bummer. yeah so she was really longing for her home and safety and um so she was standing on the side of the road trying to get back and she was with two other hitchhikers not with them but around you know it wasn't like she was traveling with them i guess but they were right next to each other okay so at this point, a blue van pulls up. Mm. Yeah. So inside, an older man pulled up and he approached a small crowd and he said he could only accommodate one person. He's like, I can take you. And he was like looking at Mary. So the group clearly could see that the van was empty. Yeah, a van. literally, And it was empty. It's not like it was filled with garbage or anything. I don't know. And um, <laughs> yeah, so they all had sides saying they want to travel south, too. They were all going the same way. So why would he only be able to take one of the hitchhikers? So the two people behind Mary warned her it was probably not the safest bet to travel with someone only willing to take one person and a female at that. So she could only think about how desperate she was to get back to Nevada. 
she was exhausted and she had tunnel vision of home. So she climbed inside the van with mm. the grandfather-esque figure, an attribute which eased any doubt she had about the situation unfolding before her. Like she thought he was like old and innocent. I yeah. really hope this isn't the story you're about to tell. So she quickly dozes off, only to wake up disoriented and seeing signs along the road for a completely different direction than south, as they were supposed to be traveling. Ugh. So she confronts her driver. She's like, you're going the wrong way. You know you're going the wrong way. And he pulls over onto a deserted road. And she's like, okay, some shit's going down. So somehow this 15-year-old girl notices her sneaker is untied and realizes if she had to run, this small detail has the potential to derail any chances of fleeing the situation. Yeah, she could trip. Imagine being like, but shoot, I would just be like, I don't think I think about that. <laughs> but she did, which I'm just like, wow. So the wherewithal she had in this small moment is just amazing to me. And I think most adults would not be capable of thinking so quickly, really. No. So even though she's clever, there was no way anything she could do would prepare her for what happened next. So immediately and swiftly, she struck in the head with a sledgehammer in the back of her head. As she was working to tie her shoe outside the car. So the impact from the blow leaves her unconscious immediately and vulnerable to a predator in the middle of a middle in the middle of a deserted area with no signs of life. So she wakes up. She finds herself tied up in the back of the van. She was raped several times Mm -hmm. throughout the night and she asked him why he was doing it only to get no response at all from him. Like nothing. So she's forced to endure the night inside the van hostage, awake the whole time, knowing she had no hope for escaping. And the man wasn't finished with her yet. The worst for Mary would not come until the morning. Uh, Yeah, this is the story I thought it was. Yes. So she's pleading with the man to let her go. She's still tied up. And he replies, you want to be set free? Oh, I'll set you free. So he pulled out a hatchet from his toolbox. And he took it up in the air and swung it straight down onto Mary's left arm. She described what happened next on the show I told you about. I survived. So Mary said, quote, he took my left arm and took one swing and I started to fall. And then he took another swing and I grabbed his arm, grabbed it real tight. And I couldn't figure it out. Holding on. I couldn't figure out holding him real tight on his arm, but I'm still falling. So she's holding him. But she's falling, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like, how are both of these things possible at the same time? She's falling on the side that she's holding? Yeah. Oh, Is it because her arm's cut off? Yeah. So the man had cut her arm right through with the hatchet. Mm. She said she could feel everything. And the pain was like nothing she could have ever imagined. Like, she just said she felt the blood coming out. She felt the burning, the stinging, just the whole thing. She was completely aware about the whole time oh, God. so she still fought back kicking at the man to ward him off so then he went for her right arm and she knew it was coming next so this time she flailed away from the hatchet which made it more difficult for the man to get a clean blow so it took him even longer and it took more swings Ugh. so she's screaming for help and he hacked her right arm several more times until it came off with the left oh God. Yeah. So she's still conscious for all this, right? Somehow. I don't know how. 
if, oh, just from loss of blood alone. I don't even. Yeah, imagine, imagine. So she saw the man flicking his arm back and forth violently. She was in shock. She saw what he was attempting to flick off himself was Mary's arm, still gripping the man after being hacked off of her. So it was still ugh, ugh. seeing that. Christ. Terrible. So she tried to stop him, and then he chopped her arm off, and now her arm is stuck on him. Yeah. And he's trying to flick it off. The trauma. Like, oh, no. So the man began dragging Mary outside from the van. She couldn't move and stayed still until she felt herself flying through the air. He had thrown her down a 30-foot cliff with no arms and now four broken ribs. Mary, shockingly, was still alive, and she wasn't ready to give up hope yet. That's incredible. Right? 15, no arms. The amount, like... Raped. Yeah, the night you had before your arms were chopped off, like... And now thrown off a cliff. (laughs) I'm not that strong. No. I would just been like, yep, you know, it's time. I'm good. I, yeah, I I can't. I just, it's so amazing. This girl, this woman now. So she didn't even consider giving up. Actually, she did. She said it. I survived. She did for a minute, right? Yeah. So for a minute, she's like, I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. But really quickly, she was like, I can't fall asleep i can't give up because there was a voice in her head telling her that he would do this again one day if she didn't fight she had no idea where the man had went or if he would find her and finish the job but regardless of that risk she chose to follow the voice in her head unable to shake the thought that the man the thought of the man roaming the world freely so she's like this cannot happen again to anybody at 15 yeah. To, to be that selfless. Amazing. So despite all odds, she got up and realized that she needed to stop the bleeding where her arms were cut. Oh, God. So she thought quickly and mm. she shoved her arms into the dirt. She was packing the wounds to slow down the blood loss with the dirt and like the clay. Shit, that's smart. That's so then, awful, but yeah, that's smart. It is. It is. So then she starts making her way up the 30 foot cliff. With no hands. Holy shit. Yeah. Just trying to stabilize yourself. Yeah. You're already dizzy because you lost all that blood. Your body's going through shock. And now you have no arms to stabilize yourself. Mm -hmm. But she made it up. All the way up. And she went to the highway and began walking. Looking for any signs of life that the deserted landscape had to offer her. So night had fallen, leaving Mary to navigate only by moonlight. And she could hear signs of traffic moving headed to and headed towards those sounds. Then the first car that came by were two men. Mary was frantically waving the car down with her arm, with her body, you know, and she's screaming at the convertible, asking, pleading for help. And she was aware of how she must look to those people. Even at the time, she was like, I can only imagine how I look like to them. And the car saw her. And they kept driving past. Ugh. Like, yeah. I get it. But also, ugh. It was two guys, too. It's like, okay. You yeah, like, what is this armless girl really going to do to you? Yeah. So she didn't lose hope. She kept going. And she walked for three more miles. Holy shit. Another car appeared. This time, it was two lost honeymooners. So they slow down, despite the horrific scene in front of them. 
Moving quickly, the couple shuffles Mary into their car and they Mm. quickly speed to the nearest phone they could find. So they found a phone and she was, um, they called the hospital. She was flown via helicopter. Yeah. So this is just some random honeymooners that were lost, like just trying to. Just trying to honeymoon. Yeah. And thank God for them that they weren't like the first car that stopped. I wonder if the first car has ever like heard about this ever. You would have to hear about it on the news and be like, Fuck. "Oh, they definitely heard about be it." Like I was kind of a dick. For You're doing a real that. bag of dicks because yeah, no, the armless girl is not going to do anything. To they were in a they were in a convert. They're like, I don't want to get my convertible dirty. This is a rental or something. I hope it rained in that fucking convertible. Me too. Yep. So <laughs> yep. me too. So big rain. She lost half the blood in her body. That's what I mean. I just can't imagine the amount of blood you would lose. The rest of it was toxic. She was like, because there's, there's dirt in it. Yeah. yeah, actual dirt. And she made it. But despite that, she her body accepted the blood transfer that they gave her. Wow. And she made it out alive. Oh, my God. As we know. So 10 days later, police arrest Lauren Singleton, the man who was responsible for Mary's attack. Where was he? Um, I don't know where he was, actually. I didn't... Just carrying on with life? In everything I found, I didn't see that detail, actually. What brought them... How like did how they, they find found him? him? Yeah. Um, so Mary would have to come face-to-face with her attacker once more in court to testify against him. She was terrified, and he was just feet away from her, but she fought through her fear and told her story to the jurors and the judge. Lawrence is sentenced to just 14 years for attempted murder and kidnapping. That's absolute bullshit. How? The maximum at the time in California. Uh, what the fuck, California? Yeah, and this was a long time ago. Um, things have changed since then. But while exiting the courtroom, Mary had to walk right past him, really close to him, for one last time. And softly he told her, if it's the last thing I do, I will finish the job. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So after serving eight years of his 14-year sentence, Lawrence was released for good behavior. (sighs) How do you do that, though? I'm sorry. You see these a lot. But I'm sorry if you, like, kidnap, rape, cut a girl's arms off. Try to kill someone. Yeah. The whole thing. It's how do you be like, okay, good behavior. Like, yeah, he's on good behavior because he's not. With he's a people who he wants man what is he gonna do join the bloods like exactly like he doesn't have anybody to prey on there right yeah so no, it's it's a it's a decision that he made that he has to behave until oh piece of shit yeah Ugh. the decision exactly so how old is he at this point um at that Too point fucking old for this yeah i think he was in his after he got out of jail you mean i think he was in his 70s at that point yeah so he was released and mary was now married with two children his threat always lingered in her mind and her children's minds as well but she didn't live in fear and mary told i survived how because of her experience she cherishes life and enjoys life more than most people she knows using her metal hook hands to dry her eyes as she's saying this oh yeah she um is an artist mother and survivor and no longer has to worry about Lawrence running free because today he is dead. And Thank nine God. years, this is going to send you over the edge. Though. Oh, fuck. So 
Nine years after his release, mm-hmm. Lauren Singleton was found guilty of first degree murder and sentenced to death this time around. This time he murdered a 31 year old mother of three and taking care to finish what he started. This time he finished and he murdered this poor woman. You mean the guy on good behavior did it again? That's so fucking shocking. It's so you mean weird. The guy that chopped off someone's arms a, a child's arms it's like the craziest shit i've ever heard you would think that's like not just like something of that magnitude would be like that's okay like butchering like that's not just like oh yeah like that's tried to kill someone seven like, years older than sophia and then like, think about that we're not talking about an adult here we're talking about a 15 year old girl yeah at 15 all we were doing is ordering copious amounts of chinese food mm-hmm. and that like some point, I know, like, the justice system grows and progresses slowly, but at some point, I wish you could just be like, okay, we're just gonna, like, override things and send them for good. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that was just, like, kind of an option. I I know why it can't be, I get it, but I just wish in this case, you know. It just seems like there, there should be someone There was who's... no rape charge? I mean, I think this was his combined sentence for they usually try and go with the bigger stuff because it's easier to prove obviously he was trying to kill someone if you chop their arms off yeah yeah piece of shit so the justice system at this point had failed both mary and roxanne who was the woman whose life was taken by singleton after his embarrassingly short sentence did it say how he did that no but he got caught like right away like this yeah so he died of cancer in 2001 while on death row. And Mary I went hope on. It was slow and painful. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I hope he had dick cancer. She tried to pass a bill in Washington, D.C. Mary did in 1998 called the No Second Chances for Murderers, Rapists, or Child Molesters Act. Okay. She highlighted the fact of Lauren Singleton's short sentence and how his release was to blame for Roxanne's tragic murder. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the bill was not passed also. And that was in 1998, so I don't know. Oh, my God. I know it's obviously not the same, but. my God. Mm-hmm. So fucking broken. There is more. Inf- you asked earlier if he, if how he, um, how Roxanne was killed. I'm sure there is. I, there's a separate, um, like, articles about her, but I didn't really get into it. Because today I just wanted to kind of focus on Mary's story. Not to say that hers is any, um less important or anything but i just i that would be a whole other tangent to go down i Mm -hmm. think and kind of two separate things so i want to say in one of the podcasts i listened to about this they said that they found him because i at some point you said how did they find him yeah and i think they went back that's why the fact that she was on the corner where the other other hitchhikers were important because i think they were able to say Mm. what the van looked like and they could trace the van back that's yeah you're right. he just like chilling at home? He's probably being a fucking idiot. He's probably just like trying to make waffles in a fucking dryer because he's stupid. Probably. Yeah, I hate him. Pretty much the worst. And you should definitely watch this episode of I Survived. You can find it on um, YouTube. And then I got sucked into the whole episode. I was watching everybody's survival story yeah. at that point. Yeah, there was some other really crazy ones on there too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to tune into that show. It's crazy how strong people become. Like, yeah, people have you don't realize until you need to use it, but you have like an unbending will to live. Like oh, it's yeah. just like adrenaline so deep kicks in and- within you. That's like beyond adrenaline, though. Like dirt 
in your wounds. Yeah. Yeah. This was just, I mean, she was in shock and she's still just being thinking on her feet that much, which and is then to incredible. To survive a transfusion of essentially all of I the blood in your body. My yeah. only question would be like, why did she fall? Why did she got picked up? And the first thing she thought she should do is fall asleep in the van. No, you were watching snowboarding, but um, you said she fell asleep and woke up and they were headed in the wrong direction. Oh, in that point, I thought you meant (laughs) you're watching Sean White um, because she was so tired. She was exhausted, you know. And Um, at this point, she had no reason to think anything wrong with it because she had made it. You're right. To California in the first place. I always assume everyone's going to kill me. Well, you wouldn't get in a car, in a van in the first place. But she had no reason to think anything of it aside from the other hitchhikers that were like, eh, it's probably not the best idea, but yeah, that sucks. I mean, it's it's great that she survived and that that dude's dead now, but the fact that he was able to do that to someone else is just so unnerving. It's crazy. So like, uh, People it's suck. Unthinkable. Like, uh, right? Like, what? How, how does that even cross your mind? I don't know. Why? Just why? So, un- like, that person, she didn't deserve that. Oh. And then the dad probably felt like a piece of shit because he essentially caused all of this because she left because she didn't want to get... Yeah, I think they did feel bad, for sure. So, yeah, I think we're all unsettled. I fucking hated that, that was, so much. That was rough. My bad. I forgot how much I fucking hated that. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's not your fault. It's a good thing that you said it because... Uh, 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 I don't fucking hate that. All right. So we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye, Sean White.